Welcome to Have You Got The Guts To Be Really Healthy? The unspoken dangers in our modern world, the myths and poisons that we're led to believe that are not really good for us. For example, is milk good for you? Is a bit of sugar good for you? Artificial sugar, is there a better choice? Mobile phones, coffee, MSG, sun exposure, whole grains, salts, mercury, saturated fats, margarine and more will be answered in this section here. Listen to the myths and maybe you'll find that there's products you're using that you'd be better off not to have. Enjoy Chapter 2. Part 2. The Unspoken Dangers in Our Modern World Our modern world has introduced to us a range of dangers that adversely affect our health. Many unhealthy products masquerade as healthy products, and many of the natural foods we take for granted have been greatly depleted of nutrition. Even our water is not what it should be. This section is intended to get the reader to open their mind to the fact that everything we've been led to believe may not necessarily be true. It is time to make up our own minds about what we are going to put into our bodies and not take for granted that what we are sold is always in our best interest. Chapter 2. Myths and Poisons This chapter exposes some of the many myths and poisons that we're confronted with every day. If your goal is to be healthy, we must research and ask questions. In the references at the end of this recording are some links and ideas you can look up to make your search easier. For now, here are some concepts that have been around for some time that very few people have ever seen. Decide for yourself if the suggestions offered could make a difference to your own health. Progress or a thousand years to forget. In a hundred years' time, the inhabitants of the Earth will look back at this time in history, 1015 to 2015, as the most destructive and disgraceful time the planet has ever endured. The events prior could never match what humans have done over these last 1,000 years. We have poisoned the earth. We have polluted the seas. We've caused thousands of living things to become extinct. And we've tortured and murdered millions of our own kind. Worst of all, in the last 100 years, we've allowed money and greed to override the health and safety of the human race. Are we really following the path of health or the path of wealth? The following myths and poisons are just an example of what we're induced to consume every day. Listen for yourself, then take a step back. Make up your own mind. Do you want to change what is happening to us? What health myths are out there? There are many myths relating to health that most people are not aware of, which is why many of us, including myself, have had to learn the hard way. In Don's quest for health, he saw and read a lot of misleading and contradictory information. He couldn't believe it at first, but as time went on, he came to realize that what we are conditioned to believe is not always the truth. Just as Don's health journey required a critical look at the information he was presented with, so does yours. We urge you to look deep into research on your condition and question what you find, even in this book, so you can be sure that what you're putting into your body or what you're putting your body through is worth it. Note, if any of the following myths and poisons are not what you believe to be true, check up on them yourself. Go to the site we suggest or find others. It was while looking for answers for Don's own condition that he came across the following information. You may find even more when you start your own research, but here's what some of Don found. 
Health myth number one. Milk is good for you. Milk is the number one cause of so many illnesses. This myth wins top place in Don's Myths and Poisons list, not necessarily because it's the worst product to ingest, but because of the misconceptions of milk embedded in society. We are the only animals on the planet that drink the milk of another animal. Animals do not drink artificially altered milk and do not drink milk after infancy. And this should also apply to humans. 87% of milk is water and a large proportion of the protein is casein, the same property found in glues that hold furniture together and help stick labels onto beer bottles. Ingesting casein causes the body to produce histamines. Histamines cause mucus, which makes breathing difficult. Asthma results when bronchioles of the lungs fill with glue. The first thing an asthmatic should eliminate from their diet is milk. Visit www.notmilk.com for a complete education on the dangers of milk. This is a website every parent should visit before they give their child another glass of milk. Myth. We get calcium for our bones by drinking cow's milk. In fact, it's quite the contrary. Animal protein actually increases bone loss. Yet ironically, the dairy industry continues to promote the cause of bone disease as the cure. Studies show that a high animal-to-vegetable protein ratio experienced an increased rate bone loss. A high animal-to-vegetable protein ratio was also associated with an increased risk of hip fracture. Milk has been referred to as liquid meat. The average American eats 140 grams of animal protein each day in the form of red meat and chicken. At the same time, the average American consumes nearly six times that amount, 828 grams per day, from milk and dairy products. Find out more about this at www.notmilk.com. Myth. Milk prevents cancer. Not only does milk fail to prevent cancer, but it is viewed as being the underlying cause of many cancers. Visit www.notmilk.com to see the connection between milk and heart disease, obesity, mucus production, hemoglobin loss, arthritis, kidney stones, depression, allergies, and irritability. Is all milk bad for you? There are many who support the use of raw milk. Raw, unpasteurized, or homogenized milk is a factor in the diet of many tribes. But usually, you'll find they drink raw fermented milk and or do not drink their milk cold. The Western price diet includes the use of whole raw milk. Whole raw milk should come from natural milk-producing cows that have not been bred for high yields, free from hormones, and bred on organic farms with little, if any, contact with chemicals or pharmaceuticals. Health myth number two. A bit of sugar can't hurt. Sugar, sucrose, is known to cause over 70 illnesses and diseases, including many forms of cancer. To do some of your own research, do an internet search on the dangers of sugar and click on 146 reasons why sugar is ruining your health by Nancy Appleton, PhD. Sugar, the hard facts. Sugar is an addictive substance. Sugar has been shown to be more addictive than cocaine. Rats addicted to cocaine will convert to the intense sweetness of saccharin when given a choice. But rats addicted to intense sweetness do not convert to cocaine if given a choice. It's simple to test if you have an addiction to sugar. Just attempt to not have anything sweet for a week. 
You'll soon find out for yourself just how addictive sugar can be. Mental illness, such as depression and schizophrenia, have been shown to have a sugar connection. Refined sugars are the sweetest poison of them all, with devastating effects on all who come into contact with it. Sugar has an effect on your sexual function and has been associated with conditions such as Alzheimer's. Sugar lowers the ability of enzymes to function. This condition contributes to a range of illnesses such as obesity, osteoporosis and eczema in children. Gum disease, depression, headaches, including migraines, emphysema, cataracts, cardiovascular disease, toxemia during pregnancy, epileptic seizures, food allergies, drowsiness, a decrease in your insulin sensitivity, varicose veins, appendicitis, hemorrhoids, gallstones, MS, asthma, arthritis, tooth decay, premature aging, acidic digestive tract, indigestion, a rapid rise of adrenaline, anxiety, difficulty in concentration, crankiness in children, and also cause an increase in brain waves, which can alter your mind's ability to think clearly. Sugar can also lower your vitamin E levels and slow down the functioning of your adrenal glands. Sugar can interfere with your absorption of protein. Sugar can also change the structure of body proteins, causing permanent alteration of the way the proteins act in your body. Sugar can weaken your eyes. It can also lead to dizziness and compromise the lining of your capillaries. Sugar can increase your risk of disease. Some diseases include polio, gout, Alzheimer's disease, fluid retention, urinary electrolyte composition, and increase the size of your liver. Sugar can interfere with cholesterol levels. Sugar can produce a significant rise in total cholesterol and a decrease in good cholesterol. Sugar feeds cancer cells and may induce cell death. Sugar has been connected with the development of cancer of the ovaries, breast, rectum, prostate, lung, biliary tract, pancreas, gallbladder and stomach. Sugar can suppress your immune system. Sugar can impair your defenses against infectious disease, damage your pancreas, make your tendons brittle and reduce learning capacity. Intravenous intake of sugar and water can cut off oxygen supply to the brain. Sugar assists fungal growth. The yeast fungus, Candida albicans, a major contributor of irritable bowel syndrome, and thrush, is fueled by the consumption of sugar. Sugar affects the health of your skin. Sugar affects tissue elasticity and function, and can make your skin age by changing the structure of collagen and impairing the structure of your DNA. Sugar can cause antisocial behavior. Sugar can accelerate the symptoms of children with ADHD. Interestingly, children with these problems show a drop in antisocial behavior when put on low, refined sugar diets. Caution! Do not substitute sugar with artificial sweeteners. See Health Myth 2b for further information. Cancer and Sugar There have been links to cancer from the excessive use of sugar for some time, and it is known that many cancers feed on sugar. The increase of cancer and the increase of refined sugar sales must be of concern to anyone wishing to avoid sugar-related illnesses. Just do an internet search on the dangers of sugar and make up your own mind. Reducing sugar has a direct effect on your health, but it does take some work. Eliminating your intake of sugar is not an easy task, primarily because once you start reading food labels, you'll realize that sugar is in virtually every processed food on your supermarket shelf. Sugars in these products have the potential to induce abnormal metabolic processes in normal, healthy individuals, 
and promote chronic degenerative diseases. However, eliminating your intake of sugar, cold turkey, is not advisable. Don suggests doing it gradually and using some probiotic foods to assist in the reduction of candida to make the task easier. In less than four months of using a probiotic food like the ones mentioned at the end of the book, your sugar craving should be under control. The long-term benefits will far outweigh the short-term loss of comfort food. This action results in a double win. By not using sugar at all, you'll reduce the amount of processed foods you consume, which in turn will keep you away from the many other chemicals and poisons that are used in processed foods. It took decades to convince people that smoking causes cancer. Let's hope it takes less time for people to wake up to the dangers of sugar. For more information on the dangers of sugar, refer to the article Sweet White Death in articles at the back of this book. Health Myth 2B Artificial sugar is a better choice. There is probably no greater myth than this one. The dangers of artificial sweeteners, or aspartame, are beyond what anyone could even imagine. Aspartame is the main ingredient in most diet drinks and over 6,000 products on the supermarket shelves today. The history of how aspartame came to be should be watched. Once you've seen the truth about aspartame, Don is sure you'll agree that you should do all you can to avoid this extremely toxic ingredient at any cost. Since aspartame is a brain poison, a neurological toxin, it can produce many different symptoms depending on someone's genetic makeup. In fact, there are 92 recorded symptoms due to aspartame consumption, and just one of the byproducts of aspartame is formaldehyde. Fibromyalgia, MS, and lupus are just a few of the long list of conditions associated with this toxic product that was originally banned by the FDA. But pressure to have it released on an unsuspecting public eventually got it approved. Since then, trying to have it removed has fallen on deaf ears. Search aspartame sweet misery on the internet for an interesting delivery of just what this product can do to the average human. Don has been following this product for many years his research has shown that using artificial sweeteners seems to put on weight, not help you lose it. Search diet soda makes you fat on the internet for some little-known information. We're sure that you'll find that this product should never have been given approval for consumption. So, why use it? Health myth number three. Mobile phones are safe to use. Although more and more evidence points towards mobile phone use being a serious health risk, the public are still unsure about the validity of these claims and continue to use these devices, which could end up being more dangerous than smoking. More and more evidence has been brought forward that mobile phones were launched onto the market without prior evidence for their safety. See what you think of the information that Don has collected over the last few years, and we hope that after you've heard about these facts, that you'll restrict your own use and choose not to let your children have mobile phones. Mobile phones and brain tumours. In some studies, a preliminary breakdown of results found a significantly increased risk of some brain tumours is related to the use of mobile phones for a period of 10 years or more. The Daily Telegraph showed that six studies found a link between mobile phone use and a rise in the risk of glioma, the most common brain tumour, with one finding a 39% increase. Two out of seven studies into acoustic neuronoma, a benign tumour of a nerve between the ear and the brain, 
reported a higher risk after using mobiles for 10 years. An Israeli study found that heavy users were about 50% more likely to suffer tumors of the parotid salivary gland. It seems the more phones are used, the higher the risks. Today, mobile phone usage time is accelerating as more and more people become reliant on them. So what will be the outcome in the near future with even higher use, lower costs, and a society that carries their phones on their body most of the day? Mobile or microwave? Case of the cooked chicken. A few years ago, a friend of Don's put a mobile phone inside a fresh chicken and left it there for a week. After seven days, they found that the meat around the phone was slightly cooked. The scary part about this experiment was that during the seven days, the phone was only on standby, meaning it was sending out a signal about every three seconds. This alone was enough to cook the meat around the mobile phone. Imagine what it does when you carry one next to your body for a long period of time. Could this be another reason why men who carry their phone in their top pocket are more likely to get breast cancer? If this is the kind of damage a cell phone can do while on standby, imagine what it can do when it's active during a phone call. Children are at greater risk when using mobile phones than adults. This is because children have smaller brains which are still developing, and their skulls are thinner. For these reasons, Don believes that the communications industry should not continue to market mobile phones to young children until more research is done. How to protect yourself from mobile phone radiation. If you can't live without a mobile phone, you have to start protecting yourself. Here are a few tips. 1. Keep the phone at a distance from the body. 2. Use a hands-free system. 3. Use the speaker so that the phone is at a safer distance from you. 4. Find a headset that will keep the cell phone's antenna at a distance. 5. Avoid wearing the phone where possible. 6. Try not to use the mobile phone in your car. Radiation waves can be trapped inside the space and bounce all over the inside of your car, causing increased exposure. 7. When the phone rings, the radio waves peak, so press the answer button before putting the telephone to your head. 8. If you know where the tower is, hold the phone between the tower and your head. 9. When you retire, either turn the phone off or leave it in another room. Why is this not news? At the moment, there's still a lot of ambiguity being presented on this issue. The mobile phone industry is a huge, profitable industry, and it is not in their interest to expose all the facts. Are there any honest trials that have not been released? One day, your mobile phone may carry the same warnings that the government has used on cigarettes to warn consumers and protect cigarette companies from litigation. Warning, cell phone use can cause brain tumors. Warning, continual use cooks and damages cells. Warning, not to be used by children under 15. Autism, cell phones and EMR, electromagnetic radiation. Environmental medicine, wireless communications and technology may be responsible for accelerating the rise in autism. Professor Lennart Hardel from the University Hospital in Rebro, Sweden, who has carried out one of the biggest studies into the cancer risk of radiation, said that young people had a five-fold greater risk of developing glioma, cancer that attacks the central nervous system. Young people who use cordless phones at home have a four-fold greater risk of developing the cancer. How safe are cordless phones? 
Cordless phones are just one example of the plethora of household and workplace devices that are increasing your daily exposure to electromagnetic radiation to more than 500 times the safe limit. Just when you thought it was safer to use your home phone, research has proven that cordless phones are now linked to the increase in brain tumours as well. New research shows that the base stations of some cordless phones emit twice as much radiation as mobile phones. The Daily Mail in London quoted that the electromagnetic fields of up to 6 volts per meter were discovered at close range, compared with safe levels of 0.05 volts. Unlike mobile phones, base stations of home phones put out radiation even when they are not in use. Health myth number four, a coffee does no harm. If hearing this title has driven you to contemplate a coffee, <laughs> then it's time to look at what's behind the reaction you're having. Could it be your anxiety levels have risen because you're about to hear what you would rather not know? Or is the thought of a coffee tempting you right now? If you have a desire for coffee, let's see why you need to have one and what happens when you do. Caffeine is a biological poison produced by more than 80 species of plants as a pesticide. And let's face it, it's very addictive. And anything addictive eventually poses a problem. No matter what the format, tea, soft drinks, or a cappuccino, once you drink it, your body is on the caffeine roller coaster. Having been addicted to caffeine in the past, Don remembers the adrenal hit that it gave him. But it did that by stimulating the adrenal glands in his body and forcing it to enter into fight-or-flight mode. Don't confuse a rush of adrenaline as your body goes into fight-or-flight mode, stress, with a burst of pure energy. For more information on the fight-or-flight reflex, refer to Chapter 5. After prolonged caffeine consumption, your body eventually reaches a state of adrenal exhaustion. Your caffeine consumption has pushed your adrenal glands so much they eventually burn out. The more you push, the worse it gets, until one day you just can't produce any more energy. This situation is commonly known as chronic fatigue syndrome, or what Don calls the High Achievers Award, which is accompanied by mood swings, depression, irritability, and sleep disturbances, not to mention anxiety and poor circulation, followed by a lack of libido. That cup of coffee should be starting to look a little more harmful now. Now add some milk and sugar, and we really have an interesting situation for the digestive and immune systems to cope with. Caffeine works like any addictive substance. You start off using it slowly and eventually build up a tolerance to it until more is needed to achieve the same result. The book Caffeine Blues by Stephen Chernisky explains this very well. Also, a single shot of caffeine has a half-life, the time it takes for half of it to be removed from your system of 3 to 12 hours. Can you imagine how much caffeine is in your system if you drink multiple cups a day? Also, shockingly, the ingestion of caffeine may increase the risk of early spontaneous abortion among non-smoking women carrying fetuses with normal karyotypes, pairs of chromosomes, one from the mother and one from the father. Many people are addicted to caffeine. While studies attempting to prove that caffeine is implicated in everything from heart disease to high blood pressure have never been conclusive, Don believes that the damage excessive caffeine consumption does can't be ignored. Caffeine wreaks havoc on your metabolism and creates a real stress that could precipitate symptoms including headaches, fatigue, irritability, inability to concentrate, depression, 
and nervousness. Headache isn't the only side effect you may experience from quitting caffeine. It's just the most obvious. Your body, which has become accustomed to drug-induced stimulation, needs to recover its natural abundant energy supply. After all, most people consume caffeine to boost their energy levels. So restoring natural energy production once you're off the bean is critical. If you find yourself unable to muster the oomph to face the day or crippled by a brain fog that won't clear, you'll get discouraged quickly. Any program for quitting caffeine must provide a variety of successful methods to deal with fatigue so you don't go running back to caffeine. But what makes caffeine even more dangerous is the additional adverse effects from substances such as nicotine, alcohol and certain drugs that are said to also increase with the use of coffee. Health myth number five, MSG can't be that bad. I won't mince any words here. MSG is worse than nicotine, worse than recreational drugs, and is in virtually every packet of food in the supermarket and in most fast foods. In fact, the last time Don looked at the ingredients of a fast food chicken outlet, it had MSG in every chicken dish, salad, and gravy. He thinks that maybe their secret ingredient is MSG. This poison is a major contributor to multiple sclerosis, fibromyalgia, digestive problems, and a list longer than Don has space for in this section. Go to your computer and search for the following, www.youtube.com backslash watch question mark V equals TXI VDY dash PRK four dot. This short clip will give you a clear understanding of the message every consumer needs to know about MSG. The only reference many people have to MSG is the fact that it's used in many Chinese foods and restaurants. The condition associated with this is called Chinese Restaurant Syndrome. Have you ever eaten and eaten at the local Chinese restaurant and come home still hungry, despite eating way past what your body required? The reason for this is the effect of the food enhancer MSG. As it takes over, it compels you to eat more and more. Sadly, the food industry knows that MSG causes you to eat more, so they use it to sell more products with no regard for the obesity it is creating worldwide. Not only is MSG scientifically proven to cause obesity, it is an addictive substance. For more information on this, visit the National Library of Medicine at www.pubmed.com and type in the words MSG obese into the search engine. Also, take a look at the marketing of MSG at www.msgfacts.com backslash facts backslash msgfact12.hotmail. MSG and weight gain. At PubMed, you'll notice that scientists use MSG to fatten laboratory mice. They have to, because no strain of rat or mice is naturally obese. They make these morbidly obese creatures by injecting them with MSG at birth. The MSG triples the amount of insulin the pancreas creates, causing the rats to become obese. MSG and your body. Next time you're surfing the internet, put body systems affected by MSG into a search engine and read in detail what happens to the following when we consume MSG. Thyroid, pancreas, nervous system, lungs, blood sugar levels, heart rate, hearing, endocrine system, digestive system, brain, blood vessels, blood pressure, allergic responses. 
The only way to protect yourself from this poison is to start taking notice of food labels when you shop. Here are the examples of just how far the food industry goes to hide the word MSG on their products. Cracking the MSG code, hidden names for MSG, autolyzed plant protein, autolyzed yeast, calcium caseinate, glutamate, glutamic acid, gelatin, hydrolyzed vegetable protein, hydrolyzed plant protein, monosodium glutamate, monopotassium glutamate, sodium caseinate, textured protein, yeast extract, yeast food or nutrient. Foods made with the following products often contain MSG. Anatto, broth bouillon, caramel flavoring, coloring, carrageenan, cornstarch, corn syrup or corn syrup solids, citric acid, dry milk solids, dough conditioners, enzyme modified anything, flavors, flavorings, reaction flavors, flowing agents, gums, isolate or concentrate, lipolized butter fat, low or no fat items, malted barley, flavor, barley malt or malt extract or flavoring, maltodextrin, mild powder, natural chicken, beef or pork flavoring spice, pectin, protease, protein fortified milk, rice syrup or brown rice syrup, seasonings, stock, soy sauce or extract, soy protein, soy protein isolate or concentrate, protein fortified anything, ultra pasteurized anything, modified food starch, wheat, rice or oat protein, whey and whey protein, yeast nutrients. You might like to make a list and take it with you next time you go shopping. Next time you go to an Asian restaurant, ask to have your meal without MSG. Next time you're in your supermarket, make a decision to choose foods without hidden MSG. You'll find that not long after you eliminate these sorts of chemicals from your system, your increased energy, alertness and self-confidence is noticeably different. Health myth number six. Sun exposure is bad for you. Sunlight produces the essential vitamin D. Current medical research has produced evidence that sunlight and vitamin D are essential for good health. In addition, science is now exposing the reality that sunscreens do not necessarily prevent skin cancer and, on the contrary, the toxic chemicals in the sunscreens are more likely to cause us harm. However, these results should not encourage us to go out in the sun and get burnt to a cinder. Overexposure to most things can be detrimental to your health. But a lack of sunlight actually causes our bodies more harm than good. We need vitamin D that we get from sunlight because it is essential for good health and our bodies don't produce it. Vitamin D deficiencies have been implicated in the development of breast cancer, melanoma, ovarian cancer, prostate cancer, osteoporosis and hip fractures and can lead to infertility. Ironically, when you have this essential vitamin, the chances of getting cancer is actually reduced. A dark-skinned person requires more contact than a light-skinned person, and the further you live from the equator, the more likely you are to be vitamin D deficient. Sunshine and memory. Scientists thought a lack of sunshine, especially during the long winter months in the Northern Hemisphere, made us depressed and caused a condition known as SAD, S-A-D, Seasonal Affective Disorder. However, new research suggests it does far more than that. 
A study of over 14,000 people with depression who lived in the least sunny parts of the USA also suffered from short-term memory loss and other cognitive functions. Sunshine exposure is essential for optimal health, but if you're not used to it, then starting with 10 minutes or so is a wiser choice. The more of your body you can expose to the sun, the better. And in northern climates, the bright midday sun gives better results. But once your skin starts to go red, there will be no further increase of vitamin D production. So either cover up or go inside. The importance of adequate amounts of vitamin D is unfortunately grossly underestimated. Look up vitamin D deficiencies to see just how much we need the essential natural vitamin. Sunscreen promotion. Like many other countries, Australia has vigorously promoted the use of sunscreens. But are we seeing a drop in the rate of skin cancer? No. In fact, the rate of skin cancers is on the rise. Interestingly, both Don's stepfather and brother-in-law have always put sunscreen on their lips. Yet both of them got skin cancers on their lips. Don also has friends who got skin cancers on their backs when they rarely ventured out in the sun without a shirt on. This seems to beg the question, why didn't they get the cancers on their arms or legs where they got the most exposure? Don believes sunscreens to be dangerous for two reasons. One, sunscreens give the sense that you are not getting sunburnt, so there's a tendency to stay in the sun longer. This false sense of security is because the chemicals in sunscreens are formulated to absorb UVB radiation, but they let most of the UVA rays through. The UVA rays can now penetrate deeper into the skin than you would allow if you had no sunscreen on. This allows the UVA rays to be strongly absorbed by the melanocytes, which are involved in both melanin production, sun tanning, and in melanoma formation, and in the depressing effect on the immune system from UVA rays only increases the chance of skin cancer. 2. The second reason Don has no love for sunscreens is that our skin absorbs everything we put on it. Read the ingredients on your sunscreen bottle and look up what these chemicals are capable of doing to your body. Products like propylene glycol, PG, benzophenone, diethylamine, DEA, triethylamine, TEA, DEA, sodium lauryl sulfate, SLS, polyethylene glycol, PEG oils, petrolatum and lanolin. Sunscreens have been marketed for so long and so well we just take it for granted that we're doing the right thing by putting it on. But recent research suggests this may not be the case. Some sunscreen ingredients can damage DNA when exposed to UVA rays. This is potentially deadly because DNA damage can be the precursor to cancer. Also, sunscreens with a sun protection factor, SPF, of just 8 inhibits more than 95% of vitamin D production in the skin. Interestingly, recent studies showed that following the successful Slip Slop Slap health campaign encouraging Australians to cover up when exposed to sunlight to prevent skin cancer, an increased number of Australians and New Zealanders became vitamin D deficient. Ironically, there are indications that vitamin D deficiency may lead to skin cancer. To avoid vitamin D deficiency, dermatologists recommend supplementation along with sunscreen use. Personally, Don chooses not to use sunscreens. Instead, when he feels the sun is too hot, he simply gets out of it. Health myth number seven. Whole grains are good for you. Celiac disease, a gluten intolerance, is slowly becoming a world epidemic. So what has happened in the last decade that has caused this increase in people with celiac disease? 
One of the main reasons is that our crops have been changed. Today, grains are quickly farmed with little time between the stages of harvest and replanting, and the soils are bombarded with fertilizers that grow crops with little or no nutritional value. High bred grains for greater yields that have been bred to be tougher, plus the infamous genetically modified crops are now spreading around the world. Check the internet to see just what effect GMO grains are having on our bodies. Genetically modified foods are more common than most people would want to know. Cattle left to graze in genetically modified corn have perished, yet humans are being subjected to eating genetically modified foods that the human body cannot process or even use. Do I have gluten intolerance? Well, the easiest way to test if you are or becoming gluten intolerant is to follow a diet where you eliminate anything comprising gluten for one month. This includes products such as bread, pasta, cakes and biscuits. Gluten can affect our digestive system when it has lost the ability to break down the protein coatings of the grains. This makes us feel some or all of the following symptoms. 1. Fatigue. 2. Irritable. 3. Less energy. 4. Poor concentration. 5. Candida. Fungal infections. and 6. Unhealthy, irregular bowel movements. If after the month has passed you still feel the same way you always felt, you are one of a very small percentage who is not being affected by gluten. If you have noticed that your digestive system and general well-being has improved, it is more than likely that you have gluten intolerance. Sit back and ask yourself, could gluten be one of the issues that's stopping me from feeling healthier? Health myth number eight. Salt is bad for you. If we had no salt in our bodies, we would cease to exist. Salt plays a crucial role in maintaining the health of every cell in our body. Our blood and lymphatic fluids require salt to continue with normal bodily functions. However, refined salt is definitely a health hazard and is completely devoid of value. Refined salt is not only stripped of all its minerals, it is heated to such high temperatures that its chemical structure is altered. After this, it is bleached and treated with anti-caking agents which prevent it from mixing with water. These anti-caking agents can then stop the refined salt dissolving with the water and fluids in our system, leaving salt deposits that can build up in organs and tissues, leading to health problems. Aluminosilicate and aluminocalcium silicate, the most common agents used in the mass production of salt, are both sources of aluminium, which is a toxic metal known to be implicated in many conditions, including Alzheimer's. The bitter taste of aluminium is usually hidden by adding sugar in the form of dextrose. But removing the salt shaker from the dinner table is not going to solve the problem. We consume way too much salt via processed foods. Food manufacturers put salt in everything, and because we're getting used to the taste of salt, the food industry is adding it in higher amounts to make their products more inviting. So to alter the dangerous amounts of salt in our diet, we have to cut down on processed foods and foods known to have added salt, such as potato chips, corn chips, and even breakfast cereals. So where do we find good natural salt? The best salts that Don has found to give us the 84 minerals that were in the oceans millions of years ago is Himalayan crystal salt. This salt is much more than sodium chloride. It contains the 84 minerals and trace elements essential for life and good health. All these elements are found naturally in the human body and are available in a form that is easily assimilated and metabolized. Natural salt can be found worldwide and there are many sites that offer information on the benefits of good sea salt, rock salt, Celtic salt, and Himalayan salt. Health myth number nine. 
mercury and amalgam fillings are safe. The saying, mad as a hatter, derived from the use of mercury compounds in the 19th century hat making and the resulting effects are well established. Mercury poisoning is still known today as mad hatter's disease. The hatters often suffered trembling fits from the mercury used in the making of top hats. When the mercury crosses the blood-brain barrier, the brain becomes affected and the person reacts strangely, hence being mad as a hatter. Much like the saying itself, the idea that mercury and amalgam fillings are safe are completely mad and stands as one of the planet's greatest untruths. Mercury and amalgam fillings are highly toxic and can have devastating effects on the human body. Amalgam fillings, the toxic stats. 1. Dental amalgam contains about 50% mercury, as well as other toxic metals such as tin, copper, nickel, and palladium. The average filling has 1 gram of mercury and leaks mercury vapor continuously. 2. Mercury vapor is transmitted rapidly throughout the body and easily crosses cell membranes, including the blood-brain barrier. 3. Mercury from amalgam has the potential to disturb all metabolic processes. 4. There is no harmless level of mercury vapor exposure. 5. Mercury vapor is absorbed directly into the brain. 6. Mercury from amalgam is stored in breast milk and the fetus up to 8 times more than the mother's tissues. And 7. Mercury from amalgam fillings is the single greatest source of dietary mercury for the general population. Reference, WHO, Criteria 118-1991. Toxicity and Health Effects of Mercury Mercury is the most toxic of the toxic metals. Mercury, vapor, is carried by the blood to cells of all organs in the body, where it kills cells, meaning it is cytotoxic and damages DNA. In the brain, the mercury from amalgam is stored preferentially in the pituitary gland and hypothalamus. The amount of mercury stored in the brain relates to the amount of amalgam fillings that you have in your mouth. The damaging effects of amalgam fillings is so widespread, Don suggests you simply do an internet search on the dangers of amalgam fillings for an in-depth overview of this toxic procedure. The evidence you'll find is just too damning to brush it aside. If you have amalgam fillings, perhaps it's time to ask yourself, could the choice to remove those fillings improve my health? Health myth number 10. Saturated fats cause heart disease. We now have more obesity on planet Earth than at any other time in history. Disease is spreading and our children are becoming obese at younger ages. So what is the truth about fats? Don says when he was a kid, we ate fat and we were skinny and had more energy than kids of today. We even fried fat on toast as a treat. We should have been fat and lethargic. We weren't. So how did fat become the enemy? Much of today's belief on this subject is based on very old and unstable science supported by an industry that makes a fortune out of the low-fat diet. In 1953, Dr. Ansel Keys compared the fat intake and heart disease mortality rate from only six countries – Japan, England, Italy, Canada, the USA and Australia. Based on his findings, Dr. Keyes found that the Japanese ate the least fat and had the lowest figures of heart disease, while Americans ate the most fat and had the highest rate of heart disease. Why the data from only six countries was used is a mystery, particularly when there was data available from at least 16 other countries. Key's conclusion starts to weaken when you consider the death rate from heart disease in Finland was 24 times higher than Mexico, despite the fact that the fat consumption rates for both countries were almost the same. 
Humans have lived on meats, including animal fat, for as long as time has been recorded. But suddenly, in the modern age, consuming animal fat is blamed as the cause of heart disease rates that did not exist until the last century. The truth is, our bodies are capable of synthesizing saturated fats that it needs from carbohydrates. And these saturated fats are principally the same ones present in dietary fats of animal origin. Saturated fats from vegetable and animal sources provide a concentrated source of energy and provide the building blocks for cell membranes and a variety of hormones. Eating saturated fats assists in slowing down nutrient absorption, stabilizing hunger patterns. They also act as carriers for important fat-soluble vitamins such as vitamins A, D, E and K. Dietary fats are also needed for the conversion of carotene to vitamin A and for mineral absorption, plus a host of other biological processes. Before 1920, coronary heart disease was rare, but today it's responsible for over 40% of deaths in America. So one would expect to see the sale of animal fats on the increase. But figures show that between 1910 and 1970, the American diet of traditional animal fat actually declined by over 20% and butter consumption dropped from 8.16 kilos per person to just 1.16 kilos. So maybe we should look elsewhere for a cause of such an increase of coronary disease. Could it be the increased use of margarine, or the 400% increased use of refined oils and shortening, or perhaps it is the 600% increase of sugar and processed foods? In England, during the 1800s, people ate lots of saturated fats like butter, lard, meat, milk and eggs, and there were almost no heart attacks discovered by reviewing London hospital records. In the 1960s, people living in Udaipur, India, ate large quantities of ghee, butter, but had very few deaths from heart attacks. Sharp increases in deaths from heart attacks were noted in Udaipur in the 1980s, when inexpensive margarine replaced ghee as their primary fat eaten. Obviously, type and character of the food we eat has major influences on heart disease. Studies into saturated fats. You may be surprised to know that there is very little evidence to support the view that having a diet low in cholesterol and saturated fat actually reduces death from heart disease or in any way increase one's lifespan. But there are some very interesting studies that show the opposite. Study 1. The Framingham Heart Study, 1948. The Framingham Heart Study involved some 6,000 people from the town of Framingham, Massachusetts. Two groups were compared at five-year intervals, those who consumed little cholesterol and saturated fat and those who consumed large amounts of cholesterol and saturated fat. After 40 years, the director of this study had to admit, quote, In Framingham, the more saturated fat one ate, the more cholesterol one ate, the more calories that one ate, the lower the person's serum cholesterol. We found that the people who ate the most cholesterol, ate the most saturated fat, ate the most calories, weighed the least, and were the most physically active, unquote. Study 2, Duke University, 2004. Here is a little-known clinical study that has further blown a hole in the controversial theory about fats. Doctors at Duke University compared the effects of two strict diets on 120 overweight people with high blood cholesterol levels. For six months, 60 of them followed a low-fat, low-cholesterol diet. The rest followed a low-carbohydrate diet that allowed unlimited amounts of animal foods and eggs, plus a few selected low-carbohydrate vegetables. On analysis, the researchers found that the low-carb dieters chose to eat so much meat 
that they consumed a staggering average of 68% of their daily energy intake from fat. And yet, after six months, their blood triglycerides, fats, were actually lower than before, and even more surprising, lower than those on the low-fat diet. What's more, although their cholesterol levels were higher, it was mainly the good HDL cholesterol that increased, with only insignificant rises in the disease-related bad LDL cholesterol. The high-fat dieters also managed to lose twice as much weight as the low-fat dieters. There's also new evidence that high-fat diets can help neurodegenerative disorders such as Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. In fact, in a broad range of disorders involved with the death of brain cells. Conversely, low-saturated fat levels can cause fatigue, poor concentration and depression. The result is thought to be a lack of cholesterol as the serotonin receptors in the brain need cholesterol to function properly. Health myth number 11. Margarine is healthier than butter. Advertising promotes margarine as a safer, healthier choice over butter, allowing it to gain a good reputation as a health-conscious product. But margarine is not sold on any nutritional benefit other than the fact that it lowers cholesterol. But what people aren't told are the adverse effects margarine can have on your body. Margarine, originally sold to the poor as a substitute for butter, has always been very inexpensive to make compared to the cost of producing butter. It is naturally white and has the color added to imitate butter. Butter and margarine both have their drawbacks. With butter, you may be exposed to chemicals that are given to dairy livestock. With margarine, you're faced with eating trans fatty acids. Out of the two, margarine is the least natural food product. Don struggled with this topic for some time and came up with this conclusion. Margarine has no nutritional value, so why use it? What is its benefit, and what can it do for us? Nothing. After Don found no benefit from using margarine, he started reading the labels on butter and decided that this dairy spread was not going to get any recommendation either. Dairy has its own issues, as discussed at the beginning of Myths and Poisons. Why would I want to use a spread that is based on processed milk and additives to make it softer and saltier, and additional ingredients such as water, vitamin A, emulsifier 476, preservative 202 flavor, color 160A, vegetable gum 440, emulsifier 471, preservative 220, and food acid 270. Don can't see any benefit in either butter or margarine purchased from a supermarket. Instead, he's chosen to use avocado as his spread of choice. It's natural and possesses more health benefits than either of those well-known spreads. What will your healthy choice be? Health myth number 12. Cosmetics keep me beautiful. From the first lipstick a young girl puts on her lips, she begins to fall in love with the appearance cosmetics offer. But like most women, this child doesn't realize that everything that goes on the skin can be absorbed. Our skin is the largest eliminating organ in the body, but as well as eliminating, it can also absorb, and toxic chemicals absorbed through the skin can be highly dangerous to our health. One third of lipsticks tested contain lead in excess of the 0.1 ppm US Food and Drug Administration limit for candy, a standard established to protect children from ingesting lead. Lead can cause a range of problems in children, such as learning, language, and behavioral problems. Lipsticks may be just the most toxic of all the cosmetics, as they can contain perfumed oils, colors, inedible dyes, and lanolin, all of which can cause allergic reactions. But there are many more toxins and poisons found in cosmetics. 
Another is the use of sodium laureth sulfate, SLS, in cosmetics, soaps, shampoos, toothpaste, bubble bath, and almost everything that froths in your bathroom cabinet. SLS is a corrosive agent and is used in the cleaning industry as a degreaser and in laboratories as a skin irritant on test animals so that healing products can be tested. SLS is potentially harmful to our skin because it strips the protective lipids from the surface, reducing the skin's ability to regulate moisture. Nail polish and remover is no better. Nail polish contains phenol, xylene, toluene, and formaldehyde resin. Nail polish removers contain acetone. None of these substances are friendly to the human body. To sum up, if you wouldn't eat it, then don't put it on your skin. Health myth number 13. Microwaves are safe. From the moment microwave ovens came out, Don was not sure about bombarding food with microwaves. Surely it must alter the state of the food. Since then, they've become a standard piece of equipment in the family home and in most restaurants. But are they doing us any good? In 1976, Russia, who had early access to microwave technology, banned their use because of the dangers to human health. Heating food from the inside out changes its natural structure. Try heating a toasted sandwich for just a bit too long. It's inedible. Websites such as WDDTY, What Doctors Don't Tell You, or The Hidden Hazards of Microwaves will allow you to see for yourself what information is out there on this heating device. Using a microwave affects the molecular structure of food and can destroy nutrients and amino acids and expose your food to radiation, which can lead to carcinogens ending up in your food. Microwaves are so powerful that they drastically decrease the antibodies, vitamins and digestive bacteria present in breast milk. Heating up milk in a plastic bottle runs the risk of carcinogens entering your child's milk. There are claims that toxic chemicals leach out of plastic containers and films up to 10,000 times the FDA, Food and Drug Administration, limits. These carcinogens can then find their way into the food that is being heated. There is little nutritional value in pre-packed microwave products and there is no value derived from eating such a meal from a plastic container. Also, microwave leftovers fail to kill bacteria that would be killed when leftovers are heated by conventional means. In fact, microwaving leftovers seems to increase the chances of food poisoning. But don't take Don's word for it. Search for dangers of microwaves on the internet and see for yourself. Whether or not microwaving is dangerous, Don is not prepared to take the risk of cooking his food in such a way that it has the potential of making it carcinogenic. Health myth number 14. Cholesterol is the leading cause of heart disease. We've been led to believe that cholesterol is the underlying reason for heart disease. But is it? Don spent a lot of time researching this subject and over and over again had difficulty in finding solid evidence that cholesterol was the leading cause. Then he found the article The Cholesterol Myths by Ufo Ravenskopf, MD, PhD. Cholesterol is not a deadly poison, but a substance vital to the cells of all mammals. There is no such thing as good or bad cholesterol, but mental stress, physical activity, and a change of body weight may influence the level of blood cholesterol. A high level of cholesterol is not dangerous by itself, but it may reflect an unhealthy condition, or it may be totally innocent. Many studies have shown that people whose blood cholesterol is low become just as arteriosclerotic as people whose cholesterol is high. Your body produces three to four times more cholesterol than you eat. The production of cholesterol increases when you eat little cholesterol and decreases when you eat much. 
This explains why the prudent diet cannot lower cholesterol more than a few percent on average. There is no evidence that too much animal fat and cholesterol in the diet promotes atherosclerosis or heart attacks. For instance, more than 20 studies have shown that people who have had a heart attack haven't eaten more fat of any kind than other people, and a degree of atherosclerosis at autopsy is unrelated to diet. Health myth number 15. All fish is good for you. Fish used to be one of the healthiest meals we could have, but as the environment has changed, so has the quality of our fish products. The levels of mercury in fish is increasing, and the bigger the fish, the higher the contamination. Probably the worst fish on the markets are farmed fish. These fish are fed on products that fish would not choose to eat in the wild, food filled with chemicals and antibiotics that we consume in turn. But not all fish are subject to contamination. Fish and fish oils are still great for the human body. But as consumers, we need to be smart about what we buy. Look out for big fish like tuna and shark or flake, which possess high levels of mercury, but enjoy smaller fish such as anchovies and sardines or fresh wild fish such as Alaskan salmon. By looking out for the kind of fish you eat, you can stop the unnecessary amounts of chemicals you ingest. Myth or fact? Maybe some of these myths have touched a nerve because they just seem too unbelievable to be true. Instead of treating them as rubbish, see if you can prove them wrong. The main objective of such a presentation is to get you to start looking at information critically, to realize that not everything presented to us as fact is completely true. Even old and well-established beliefs may need to be challenged. In doing so, you may just find that some simple changes to your thought patterns could change the way you approach health from now on. Health is your right. It should be your decision, not the makers of products for profit. I hope you enjoyed Myths and Poisons. Isn't it interesting to know just how good marketing can get us to use products that are not good for us? It's all about the money, and it seems those with the biggest advertising accounts seem to sell more and in doing so, we become used to these products and we use them without even questioning their true health value. Healthier choices can be found at probioticfoods.com.au. Have a look at some of the healthier choices and see if any of those would not benefit you in reaching a healthier state. <laughs>